0: Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, dude? I'm back, you are, <laughs> with a little bit of a tan. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, did you have fun? Um, yeah, it was good, man. I mean, cool. I, uh,
1: I unplugged, uh, I would say, 70, 60, 60% of the time I was unplugged. So oh, That was good. not bad. That was pretty good for me, so... Excellent. Yeah, yeah, Where does
0: yeah. the uh, socket go? Is it right in your back?
1: Yeah, man. It's like uh, well, like the Matrix, man. It's like the back of my head.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was good, man. I mean, Where did I, you go again? Uh,
1: Siesta Key, over to the other coast. Oh, nice. Uh, beautiful white sand beaches and uh, just, you know, just... Gorgeous. <laughs> I've been
0: over to Anna Maria Island over there. It's a it's really pretty, like all the birds and everything, it's a different vibe on that side. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, for sure. Um nice thing about Siesta Key is you have um all of the uh, beach solitude, you know, fun whatever like you do there at Anna Maria, but uh you're like Moments from the city from Sarasota so there's a hundred thousand things to do if you wanted to venture out and do stuff so yeah. Yeah. Did, yeah it was fun did you? did you head out? not a lot not a lot Um, to be honest with you I think we got there we did a little grocery shopping we filled up the villa with some food and booze and that was it man like I didn't I don't think I left again until it was time to go um yeah cool it was nice, just, nice. Man. just got up in the morning having coffee on the beach and just sat there <laughs> perfect it's <laughs> I, always a
0: bit weird going on vacation somewhere sunny when you live in florida isn't it but, it but is the point is that i guess if you go far enough away from home you don't have to worry yeah about it is everything. but
1: for me it's more of a nostalgia thing um we used to uh growing up i mean growing up it, we you know this, the, the usual sob story you know 15 people in a house I slept in the bathtub and you know all that kind of stuff so um, it was very very poor household is what I'm trying to say so we didn't uh, we didn't get out very much as far as vacations and so when we did it was more of a staycation we would just do stuff like that like Siesta Key gotcha um, so a few years ago when my dad was sick we, um, we did a family vacation there like we used to when we were kids and it was my sister and her family and my family and my mom my dad everybody and then after my dad passed away we decided to continue the tradition and so that oh, no, nice. We've gone three years in a row now. So lovely. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it's fun. It's nice. It's nice just to get over there. I kept
0: uh, James busy over the weekend. Uh, I saw man. Did a bunch of duo gigs. It was pretty fun. You know, it's it's not the same animal without without you there. But you know, I know it's better. You can say it. (laughs) (laughs) No, but you know, like uh, we can still make it work. Kind of. I
1: feel like every time I go out of town, I see you guys posting uh, uh, duo gigs, right? And then I'm like, damn it. I wanted to play there. We haven't played there forever. Why are they doing <laughs> it when I'm out of town? It's always, it's always these, like, you know these cool places that either I haven't been to in a while or that I haven't played in a while. And then oh, all, of a, all of a sudden, you guys are like, you did a, a duo of Propaganda last time I was out of town. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. you did a duo at the place over in Singer Island that used to be DOS or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, damn it. Every time you guys do a duo, it's like somewhere I want to be. And oh, I'm man, right I'm
0: sorry. you got to stop going out of town. I now. guess. On that, <laughs> on that note, I'm taking
1: two weeks next summer. I'm going to Europe, just letting you know now. So oh, there you go. <laughs> Can we
0: come and play some gigs? Oh, maybe. We're going to Ireland, so. Oh, nice. Sounds <laughs> so, fabulous. So uh, we have Andy and Jason from uh, Chicken Danger with us today. How's it going, guys? Good. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm great.
2: That's a, that's a tough question. <laughs> <laughs> Why well, are you going to start out with the hard questions? I, right? I know, and, uh, I'm a white cis male, so I'm, I'm doing great. But, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, living in a country where they have just uh, taken away the reproductive rights of you know, all the women.
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
2: I'm pissed.
3: No,
0: I'm
2: I a little you. angry. I hear you. And sad and scared.
0: Yeah, it's a weird time, and um, it definitely feels like we're sort of going back in time to a a, a less permissive and uh, more segregated time, which is very odd. I'm glad we're here to talk about music, though. Yeah,
2: absolutely. It seems to be that's always important in tough times.
0: Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Yeah, When it hits, you feel no pain and all that. So um, let's get into it. what I like to start with is, you know, sort of origin story type stuff, like how, how, did, you, uh, how did you start playing music, what was the environment like when you were growing up, and, and what kind of music were your parents into and stuff like that? Why don't we start with Andy?
4: Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get into playing guitar until I was like 14 or 15. It felt like pretty late, I feel like, but maybe, maybe not. Um, my dad played guitar growing up, and I was never really into it for a long time, yeah. um, and then one of my friends uh, <laughs> one of my friends um, played guitar a lot, and after watching him a little bit, that's kind of what got me into it. Um, yeah. And then obviously, because my dad played, there was that kind of connection there, you know, to keep to keep playing. Um, yeah. So I guess I hadn't really been playing very long before I met you.
2: No, that's true. We, we, we definitely took opposite paths because uh, I'm, I, I never really try and work out how much older I am than you. It kind of depresses me, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm starting I think, to feel that pain. I think by the time uh, you know, I, well, you were like 19 when we met. Mm-hmm. When you were 19, I was like I don't know, 31, 32, or something like that. Right. I mean, I'd played hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of shows, and <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd gone to school and written big band charts, and then mm-hmm. I w- watched this kid walk in, and I'm like, oh, he's gonna suck. He's just a kid, and I was just like,
4: and he did,
0: yeah. And (laughs) we will like him anyway, so we'll keep him around. So, what was the environment when you were growing up musically, Jason?
2: I mean, uh, my dad, I think, picked a guitar. My mom picked a banjo. Nobody was really serious about it. I, I really kind of took the, the 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 bull by the horn, if you will.
0: That's cool. Did they play together ever? I
2: don't ever remember seeing them play together. I, I remember maybe my dad and his brother, like you know, playing some like George Strait songs on the guitar together. Right. I remember listening to my mom practice the banjo a lot. We had a piano in the house. So that made it kind of easy for you know me and my brother both to take piano lessons. And uh, you know, I did violin in like fifth grade and then right. transitioned over to upright bass when I was, uh, I think, a freshman in high school or something like that. But it really didn't kick in for me hardcore mm-hmm. until uh, – I grew up in the Midwest. I grew up in Oklahoma. And I'm we sorry. were 13, I know. <laughs> Trust me. Every time I go back, I'm like – Great. So, I love my family. No, they all Oklahoma, some, of course, yeah, is still there. <laughs> has not moved. Wind keeps <laughs> sleeping on down the plane. Uh, no, we moved to St. Louis when I was about thirteen. So right. m- much more vibrant, uh, yeah. you know, rich history of music there. And you know, on our way out, maybe a couple weeks before we moved, my uncle just uh, we went to say goodbye, and he had this uh, kind of three quarters uh, size bass guitar sitting in the corner. he was one of those like imitation les paul type of things and i was just like my buddy had started playing guitar i was like what's that and he's like that's a bass and i was like and then as we were walking out he's like here take it and so we, we moved to st louis it was like the year before my my freshman year of high school and i didn't know anybody so i just spent the entire summer pretty much you know drawing my own little comic books and practicing practicing the bass till my my fingers pretty much bled and right, um huh. yeah it was it was cool you know uh, i i it gave me an opportunity to kind of do something that i might not have done had i you know, had that like peer group around me and going yeah, out yeah. and riding bikes and all that kind of good stuff
0: so um did your parents like listen to music did you have a? Like, did was music playing in the house when you were growing up absolutely
2: i mean yeah. uh i i definitely like my my mom's kid, you know, driving around in the car, whatever top 40. It's really funny because I've listened to everything, you know, like, you know, she was like, you know, big into like Hall & Oates and right. stuff like that. Who and was then, it wasn't? Well, right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, again, it's top 40. And then, you know, when I got into high school, uh, I had a buddy who was like really into like death metal and, and you know, drawing zombies and shit like that. Yeah. And, and so he got me into like Megadeth <clears throat> and Anthrax and Sabotage and, you know, not like the normal hairband type stuff and i think my very first band that i got hired into was called tough nuts and we did like pantera and bad brains and all that kind of good stuff oh cool yeah it was it was but then you know shortly thereafter uh, another buddy uh his band broke up cuz i think he slept with the bass player's girlfriend or something s- standard and typical like that right <laughs> and he decided to start another band and he said oh you play bass and he wanted to do like a funk ska band yeah. so now here i am doing like funk and i think i found uh, a bunch of stevie wonder records in my parents like stash yeah and so i've just i kind of have listened to almost anything and everything that we can possibly imagine and now my writing i think is kind of informed by that you know wide array of yeah of, of influences
0: no absolutely um so getting on to that do you fellas i mean I've, I've actually talked about this before with you jason because you know we've hung out a bit and um i'm just curious though um for a those of us who weren't party to those conversations. Um, do you have a writing process between you guys?
4: I suppose it depends on the song really, right? Yeah. Like a lot of them because Jason's the lyricist and you know, I think a lot of times when he's writing a song they're kind of coming out simultaneously, right? Like the chords sure. and the melody and the lyrics all at the same time. Yeah. So there'll be some songs where he he'll go hey look and give me this quite fully formed song which then yeah. you know put I'm, some guitar yeah like it. i'm <laughs> just working out like a guitar to it right slap some is on this you know but then there's some where um you know because we've played together so much and, and written together so much that um i'll kind of sit down and from an instrumental standpoint put together like a pretty complete song with everything except what he would put in um not really, like, informing the direction that he'd go from, like, a melody standpoint or anything, kind of leaving it as a, a more blank slate. I mean, he's got a stable too, right? of
2: songs, I mean, right now, that just sit there, and it's like, anytime I need to, like, get something out, or if I'm inspired, or you know how you do when you wake up and you've got a lyric or you've got a melody that just yeah. won't, won't go away. And just to get a little context, like, you know, again, we've known each other for 15, 16 years now, right? and so when we met here... Uh, we had a full band, you know, so we had like, you know, yeah. a keyboardist and a drummer. And so we did that kind of like writing that that I'm sure you, you guys are, yeah. are used to where you're all in the room together and, you know, you're jamming and you're, you know, kind of working things out. And then
0: you were doing like this, this three hour kind of thing as well. Weren't you? Yeah. Like, well, you know, just, you know,
2: yeah. uh, I, 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 you know, kind of what what you're probably used to it's yeah, like yeah. sometimes you're playing to a really nice crowd and then sometimes you're playing to the other wall and, yeah, and you know, yeah. there's a NASCAR yeah. in the background so yeah, exactly uh, but uh, about four years ago he uh, uprooted and moved to Washington State so about as far away from Florida as you can possibly get yeah was it you personally like was it trying I, to get away from you <laughs> no, <man. laughs> I held it against him like it was for a long time <laughs> you money, money. but you. you know so we decided you know just to kind of make sure we don't lose touch yeah. uh, let's we both bought like a little, um, uh, what is a yeah. uh you know, thing with uh, Studio One, and we decided, you know, what we'll learn how to, you know, record little, yeah. together. And, I mean, we had
4: done we had done our own recording oh, before, but like we had taken what like ten years off from doing right. it or something. Right, by that just point. played in a bar band yeah. doing
2: covers, you know, mostly in, in between, yeah. and then we just decided, you know, we'll start writing, and so it just started off as like. Mostly songs we had already played but never recorded with our previous band. And then as, you know, the juices get flowing, you you know, just like he said, you know, I got something, I'll send it to him. And literally it's just, you know, never being in the same room. Just the exact opposite Mm -hmm. where, you know, I can't tell
4: you how good we've gotten at communicating via text. Right, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of Dropbox syncing to make it happen, you
0: know. Yeah. So... I I've actually do a similar thing with a couple of different people, and it's quite a nice way to write, actually, you know, just bouncing stuff back and mm-hmm. forth, and it's also a lovely form of communication between friends, you know, it's right. just, it keeps you in touch, it's sweet. So, are you in Washington State now? Where? No,
4: I actually moved uh, about six months ago to North Carolina, Okay, so I'm
0: closer, and I'm down here
4: just for a few weeks visiting, so we thought, you know, we'd, we'd get a gig in while we were here, and... Because I never asked, but this
0: whole time I thought you'd moved back to England. No, right. no other way.
4: I'm <laughs> okay. all over the place. Right, yeah. right, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, I don't know if we've ever had a fellow Englishman on the podcast, so you might haven't be, you?
4: No. I was going to ask that. That's yeah, brilliant. Yeah. No, 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 should, no. We've we should had, We've had
0: one. We've had one. Marlon. Oh, um, that's right. Marlon. I'm came the second. You're second. He's not, yeah, He's
1: second. not listening. Um, he won't. You're second. Won't know. You know what they say. If you're in second place, you're first loser. (laughs) But to make
4: up for it, we should start a podcast. There you go. We don't need them. (laughs) And and it could be about things that Brits find weird about being in this country.
0: I gotta say, that's not a bad idea at all.
4: Episode one. Yeah. Why did we only take the eye out of aluminium? (laughs) Yeah. But only that one. (laughs) You know? Calcium is still there. Yeah. No one goes to the store to fill up their party balloons with Helam. <laughs> it's a right? fair point. That's a, it is a
2: fair point. I, I, I agree 100%. And then you and I can start a duo, just upright bass. <laughs> there How about you go. Dueling basses. So, uh, and we'll early. play all the places that you are upset that they play, but we'll just – Oh, see, now
0: oh, now, man, I'm, I'm in. I'm 100% in. <laughs> crazy that crazy With that Who would be the low bass and who would be the high doesn't but matter. W- we can switch off <laughs> <laughs> tag team. You're up. I'm playing the ukulele bass. There I come and watch that band. James, Hector, and I and um, the James wants to start an all-bass band. An all-bass band. That'd like awesome. five
1: or six guys, just everybody plays a different bass. Call me. Call me. <laughs>
0: I'm in. So yeah, um, when you're writing though, Jason, um <clears throat> with your uh you know, you were saying that, that everything pretty much comes together. Is How true is that, and um, do you have a method of constructing your songs when you kind of come with an idea?
2: It's it's either or, you know, uh, with either like a vocal melody, and then I'll just sit down at the keyboard or I'll sit down at the guitar or the ukulele or whatever instrument happens to be handy, and I'll just start messing around with chords. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I come from a, a jazz background, so I'm really adverse to kind of like standard you know, uh, you know, one, six, two, five, like chord progressions that you hear in, in standard pop music. Taco so, Bell's kind of. Yeah. And and there's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I mean, some of the the best songs usually are just like three chords, you know what I mean? The entire yeah. way through, verse, chorus, bridge, whatever the case might be. But I have been accused uh, definitely of, of overthinking it
0: right, at yeah. times.
2: And then other times it'll just be, yeah, I'm just sitting down at my, like with my, with my uh, four string and, and just noodling about and, suddenly a really cool chord progression will, will present itself, yeah. and then I'll go, all right, well.
0: And then I'll ruin it with a bunch yeah. of tritone substitutions. <laughs> <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I'm ruining it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only Making it not radio-friendly,
2: but you
1: know, <laughs> they're not playing me anyways, so it's cool. You See? heard of those guys, uh, Axis of Awesome? they do uh, it's, yeah. a, it's a comedy like it's, a, songs it's a comedy the group and they and they go through and they say every every popular song was written with the same four chords and they were literally playing oh, like, yeah. like a string of like a hundred yeah. songs in a row and it's the same four chords yeah.
0: <laughs> exactly and it's that, and I, it's think it's that I think it's that I think it's the throat> throat> is it like one, five, six, four yeah, or something right. yeah, yeah it's exactly yeah. or one, six, yeah. four, five all one, you're two. doing yeah. is
2: just getting around back to the one you know just as simple as you possibly can and it pisses me off to be honest with you I mean I listened I listen to pop music um, and, you know, you listen to Harry Styles and you just go, whoever, you know, if he writes his own stuff, awesome. If he's got other writers, they just know, you know, yeah. it's simple, stupid. Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I've, um, I don't know why, but I, I've just been sucked in by Harry Styles a little bit. I like it. I can't help it it's because he's from England too. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah,
4: he's got that pop
2: and Englandist. Yeah. Right. Have you works. heard of uh, a guy called Rex Orange County? No. If you haven't, check him out because he's like is I he, mean, he's is he English? Yeah, he's also English. English. Well, there you Trend. Go. Trend and <laughs> yeah. and I, he's one of those guys oh, that back. like I I found on Spotify and I was like, "Oh, I found somebody. Like this is this is my little guy, right?" And then he was just in Miami like Two months ago, and I saw like videos on on Instagram, and he's playing to like packed stadiums. It's like he's he's now like David Bowie, big. Oh wow! And wow. but he, what I really like about him is he does. He plays guitar, he plays piano, he sings, you know. He, he, and he doesn't. He's not formulaic at all. He do, he'll add rap. Yeah. Uh, you know, he does. I mean, just some, some be- and then just some beautiful, beautiful songs that are like, you know, some oh, wow. three four, and then he'll turn around and do like a total. Total rap song or something, you know. But Me. check him out. If if you like Harry Styles, you like oh, Rex Orange just, County. Just oh, okay. b- both
1: my kids play music and stuff, and and uh, my, my son actually is a really good drummer. Um, and my, my daughter is just super into music, and and she's now discovering a lot of the bands that I used to listen to when I was younger. Yeah. So she's stumbling across the Cure and Morrissey and and, and stuff like that. And, That's rad. And yeah, so the Smiths she's and everything. Like, so, have you ever so, a heard we, of the Red like Hot, hot Chili Peppers? Dark, she? <laughs> so, so, she is a little bit. So, yeah. so
0: like you know like the, all that stuff. Makes, yeah.
1: Yeah. Makes sense. Oh yeah, and 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 and. It just it just makes my heart swell with joy. Yeah, so, but she and uh, she likes
0: Destroy Boys and they're awesome. Oh, dude, they're awesome. Yeah, have but, you heard that band? It's but, like a, an all-female. um I don't know if they're all female. I think they are. Yeah, right? they are. It's, a, yeah, it's like yeah, a riot yeah. girl band. Yeah, basically. And, it's all punk. Yeah, and it, they're a, a new new wish. all-female. Um, punk band yeah. called destroy boys and they just, yeah, just, just want to go see it. boys yeah, yeah yeah. i like it yeah you gotta hear it it's pretty right, good I'll check it out
1: but we were just having this conversation about uh, about lyrics and and you know the the complexity or the simplicity of lyrics in certain certain genres and certain music and she actually brought up like morrissey and and saying how you know there's a lot of these pop singers and stuff and like you said it's very formulaic it's you know, it's verse chorus verse chorus and it's um and it's and, and the lyrics, you know, they don't necessarily mean anything. They just they just they rhyme and this and that. But then you listen to something like Morrissey or the this Smiths, is, this is even. But just just Morrissey and his solo stuff more so. He such to, an it. asshole. It's but it's yeah. this it's, just a, it's a, a hundred percent. But it's it's just like it's a story and nothing rhymes and there's no verse chorus verse chorus. He just goes on and on and on and the music the just poem, goes here and, yeah. and here and there and here and there and here. But it's beautiful. Well, I'm—
0: <laughs> sort of just because i was um i spent 10 years in manchester Hating um, morrissey no i love i, I love the smiths <laughs> i couldn't i'm not bothered with morrissey but the smiths that song it's a sunny day so we'll meet you at the cemetery yeah. gates yeah. i used to walk past those cemetery gates on the way to work like nice. every day uh, and so you know sometimes i just listened to the song as i was walking past it you know That's
1: funny yeah definitely That's yeah, funny. definitely yeah. a vibe but,
0: but there's something you know there's
1: just something about it and and on that note um doing the show prep i was listening to a lot of your guys stuff and um and, and kudos to your lyrics i mean oh, thanks, you man. know i there there was a lot of stuff in there that i was listening to it and it was just it was it was just well done well written just very very thoughtful very in in like um i, I guess uh i don't know what word i'm looking for but like uh
0: considered and and yeah um yeah thought through thought yeah exactly
1: yeah. exactly and um you know ly- lyrics that that you know, it was obvious they were meant. You know, meant to say something and meant and meant in a certain way, as opposed to just lyrics for the sake of lyrics. Oh, because that right. rhymes. You yeah, know. like
2: it's the first time. I yes, yeah. this the first thing that came out. Yeah. Right. So yeah. How,
0: how much time do you spend oh, revising pour, them? I pour over it. Now. I know I you imagine do, you I, and I know you do because I've worked a little, <laughs> little bit with you on some some fun side project that we never released, yeah. but we'll get round to it. It's called Sex <laughs> Wizard. Sex Wizard. <laughs> um, yeah, but we uh, we yeah, you still released. got to do the ballad, man. I'm a I little know, I'm a yeah. little bit sour so about that. Actually, um, <laughs> sent me some chords for like a power ballad. Oh, that that. sweet! Yeah, yeah, I was yeah, like,
1: I was like, what we're missing here is a power ballad, gentlemen. one hundred
0: percent, a hundred percent. No, that was a lot of fun though. And, and now, are we
2: talking like Poison? Or are we talking like Ario Speedwagon?
0: Uh, probably more like Poison. Okay, yeah, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah mega like yeah. Poison. I yeah. have to I have to send it to you. All right, okay. yeah, yeah. No, that was a lot of fun because uh, it was the pandemic kind of still, and we had uh, a bunch of sort of musician friends who weren't doing a whole lot music-wise, and, and it was a, a way to get some of that music juice out. It was a lot of fun. No, it,
2: was, it was great for my mental health, too. Yeah, you know, totally. You, just, you kind of felt trapped during that time, and yeah. and it, it made me feel like, oh, oh I'm doing something, right? Yeah. Even though I can't play a gig. Or,
0: and Chris Proano busting out those amazing Queen-style yeah. solos. <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah, dude, we got to get that We got to get that together because yeah, there's absolutely. some really good stuff there.
0: Totally. Maybe maybe I can persuade Andy to mix it if I throw him a few bones in. I will
2: mix it for you. Let's oh, do it.
0: There you <laughs> go. It's 99% <laughs> well, there, honestly. let's
2: talk about the money first. I mean, <laughs> well, you and I will discuss that offline. Sounds like it's taking a commission, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> That's
0: awesome. Um, so do you, when you're at home, practice your instrument uh, in order to better yourself on it rather than just playing songs?
4: I don't really anymore. I, I found more what I'm doing now, like with us, making music remotely is i actually do like less and less guitar than i used to
0: i think um because production's taken a kind of front seat a little bit yeah Yeah.
4: and so i even find sometimes that i'll come up with something on guitar and then actually end up using a different instrument for the part like it comes out quicker on guitar for me because it's what i'm used to sure but yeah so more more just as like a writing tool and recording tool now
0: right what are you recording on I um, use the uh, like the the door and
4: stuff. I use Studio One. Okay. We both use the same one, oh, so we right, can send Studio it back and one. forward easier, and and it not, you know, be a nightmare. I imagine right. it would be a nightmare using I, different. Yeah, I don't ones, know a know.
0: whole lot about Studio One. I've got to I've got to check it out. I've got yeah, to it's, I mean, it's, I think it's just like all of
2: them. You know, it's right. like once you get comfortable with you know where everything is and how it looks yeah. and how it works and all that kind of good stuff, it's it's definitely serviceable. I mean, you know, with the new stuff that we have coming out, I, I still. It blows me away just to listen to it and the and the mixing job that he did.
0: I, that's what I'm saying, and that's why I'm like <laughs> yeah. mix the sex with it yeah. <laughs> because because it sounds so good. Oh, it's it's I
2: mean it's like it could be on the radio. In my opinion, you know, it's yeah. like I know that's probably shitty to say about your own music, but
4: it's very. It's not just me. It's very collaborative because I'll I'll get a mix to where I think oh this sounds killer, and then I'll send it to him, and he has this like list no, of things that he no, changing. and no, I'm, no. I'm like <laughs> oh man, you're totally right. Because then when I go and listen to it after a break, I hear all those things. Right? Right. But it's so he easy. To great get is to. I know it. it. He does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, you know, and it, it's so certainly not just me. Um, we talk about that all the time too about how
1: how if you're mixing your own stuff, you, you you're almost too close yeah, to yeah. it. So, so you, you get to the point where you're like, man, this sounds amazing, right. and then you have to let someone else listen to yeah. it refresh it. And he's ears. like, let me send it across the country. Yeah. <laughs> right.
2: yeah, and then I'll go, I'll listen to it, and it's it's tough too because you listen to it and you want to obviously you want to heat praise on on the fact that, you know, you I know the hard work that he's put into all this stuff. Um, and it's all you know, it's 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 all wizardry to me. I mean I I'm good at like I can sit down and come up with i can i i, I call it sound design right and, and what he's talking about is i'm a bass player he's a guitar player we can sit down and noodle around on bass guitar all day long but when you're just two guys and you're trying to write as if you're a full band yeah. now you're getting into midi and now you're getting into yeah. to drums and, and yeah, drums what are, you are using
0: for the drums by the way
2: uh so i came across uh this uh ui called steven slate drums and i think it's like version number five they sound great and yeah well it's really cool because the user interface shows a drum set right yeah. so now you can air drum with it and and i remember talking to a buddy i was like how do you where where do you want everything to sit do you want the drums to be like you're looking at the drummer as you're hearing it when you have the headphones on and he's like no dude you got to be the drummer and i was like why is that And he's like Cause you gotta be able to air drum to it man I was like oh that's right you gotta be able to go to so you gotta have the, the hi-hats over here and uh, when you're doing the crash you gotta have
4: that over here no one would care but a drummer no but would- if you get it the <laughs> wrong way around that drummer is gonna be, be like, like what, what the are, are the you doing yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right? what were you and so this this and
2: so this user interface allows you to then uh, use different patches like and they they have these modules and the one that I found that's really cool is, is the Patrick Carney who's the drummer of, of the Black Keys oh. and so he's basically Done all of these, you know, velocity sensitive I and mean, sure. runs, the, runs the gamut on, and, and it's all his gear. And so, I did mean, did you w- see the
0: Clyde Stubblefield um, uh, sample pack that's been going around? I, I, we definitely did check that out, man. Yeah, this, yeah. this is the funky drummer. This is James Brown's drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've been, I've been like itching to get down and mess around with it. Yeah, you know?
2: I, and it's just such, I love it. It's just such a challenge because, you know, you play your instrument for so long and I mean, you know, do we practice our instruments? I Probably not, but I know he practices songwriting yeah. a ton, right? And that's, I kind of view it as, a, I've gotten to the point where I can do that. I, you know, like, <laughs> I love the fact as a bass player, I mean, I can write a song, and then in, like, 10 minutes, I can just come up with, like, what I think is like the perfect bass line. And, I, and like he'll he'll send me songs and they'll have bass lines on them and I'll go, here, let me put something on top of it. But
4: I put them in there knowing, like, that I'm not going like, we should totally use mine. Because right. I'm a, a terrible bass player, right? So and then I'll
2: send him back and he goes, he'll he'll say something like, yeah why don't I even send you a yeah I <laughs> don't even know what the point is, yeah. but that's the whole thing. I mean that's where you want to get, I think, as a musician you know and, and obviously, I probably sound like I'm heaping a lot of praise on myself, but like I worked hard to get there, yeah. so that I can just sit down and go exactly done with it what
0: was your did you go to school for music?
2: yeah, I have a jazz studies degree right okay where was that so I've been all over, so again, started in St. Louis. I went to school in uh, Illinois at a school called Edwardsville, which is a big jazz school in the Midwest. Right. And then uh, decided I I didn't want to do music because uh, I wasn't going to make any money at it. So I decided to become a scientist and I studied physics for a year right. and then I hated chemistry. So then I I figured, you know what? Fuck it. If I'm going to do music, I'm going to do it right. And I moved to New Orleans and I went to Loyola. Really? Started playing upright bass and, and really, wow. really shedding and, you know, going down to the quarter and like – you know, really listening to the, like the right cats and going, oh, I'm not even close. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of what you need. That
0: hardcore inspiration, yeah. Right, yeah. and no so danger. you
2: know, it, it never, you know, I've, I've never walked into a gig and gone, Hey, look at my jazz studies degree. Uh, I'll see you later. I'm going to take over the gig, but it, it's definitely been uh, something I think is was worthwhile. Uh,
0: no, absolutely, yeah. and, and just knowing you and jamming with you and stuff, you have a very in depth knowledge of it, and, and also just the way you write songs. Definitely would keep that fresh because you are look, you are searching, you are looking for that chord, you are, you know, exploring in that in that way, which in a sense is a form of practice. You know, yeah,
2: yeah. I send them lead sheets. There's a lot of nines and elevens
0: and like yeah, yeah. sharp fours
2: and, and sus written. It's in another there.
0: one yeah. of your
4: weird chords. <laughs> yeah, <exactly.
0: laughs> we just wrote a song that has a lot of that, and uh, yeah, it, Hector always jokes that you know he's he sees like the letter and then just all this incoherence <laughs> stuff. I'm like it's a B. Yeah. No <laughs> It's, <not> a, it's <laughs> a B minor,
1: sus diminished whatever no no it's a B. <laughs> I'm
2: I'm playing a B. I'm playing a
1: B. <laughs> <laughs> see see how that works?
0: Yeah, I'm something that I like C over G no no it's just a G <laughs> <laughs> something that really showed um, you know, a lot of experience on your part was years and years and years ago we played a square grouper gig where you <coughs> filled in on stand up oh yeah, and the the way that your stand up bass was dialed in was extraordinary it was it had this this mid range rasp to it, but it was um you know, there was, like, no feedback, and it, you could turn it up real loud. It I get the, feedback for days, so. <laughs> <laughs> it was inspired, in fact. But, you I, play, know, but I play the feedback, so. Right. Well, Hector,
1: uh, I make it look like I do it on a purpose. Yeah. Hector does a great <laughs> job. It around, putting I the do, amplifier I do, I do. <laughs> 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 He'll have, he has a sustained pedal, and... uh uh, uh, is it what is a sustain pedal? What's it called? Oh, it's that the uh, electroharmonic's freeze pedal. freeze pedal. So yeah. he'll freeze a note at the beginning of a song or something, and then start Kinda noodling like a, over like it a, a little bit, or and then right. all of a sudden, like it, it just like the note just happens to vibrate or whatever, just just the right resonance, and it makes me have this crazy feedback. So I just you know the feedback happens to be in the right note, I just
0: ride the feedback like I, yeah, I'm yeah. just like,
1: yeah, look at that sustain on my bass. Yeah. Like <laughs> Jimi Hendrix of the doghouse, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but I, I was always really impressed with that. That left an impression on me because um I don't know if any time before or since have I heard a stand up bass tone that was like that legit. It was awesome. Uh, I sold that bass. <laughs> <laughs> I put <it> down and- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's it's, it's
2: it's it's like I. I, I, I just didn't get an opportunity to to play the upright that much, and so you're just carrying it from like property to property as you move around town and whatnot. Yeah. But I ended up I ended up getting a really nice electric upright. And it's much more unwieldy. It Doesn't look as cool. I, gar- I I grant that. Yeah. But it is half hollow bodied, so it has that, that nice tone. Yeah. What make is and, it? Uh, what's that? I don't. You know what? I'm I a- I don't. Re- it was like a one off. Like it was right. like a small batch. I bought it from a guy who got it from a guy type gotcha. of deal. And I had yeah, to like yeah. drive out to I don't know. Uh, I had to drive like two and a half hours across the state to the guy's house, and I don't know why he had it, but uh, I used it a few times with uh, Micah yeah and uh, you know I mean if he's ever out of town again, you know,
0: yeah, yeah, all means. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, <laughs> just stealing your gig right on no, your own I, podcast. I wanted it's to g- play there too, <laughs> and it's going to be one of the cool places that I want right. to play. Uh, no, but it, I think that I think that you know that I feel like at I'll be some taking point, I'll be taking
2: selfies. Eat your heart out, Hector! Yeah. I
0: feel like at some point you guys should bang heads because just whatever you were doing with the with the compression and the EQ was really interesting. It, cool just, it just worked really well. Well,
2: you play enough jazz, it's like. You know, some 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 gigs you have to you have to get over the drummer. Some gigs you don't. You know, so it's like you. I think you just learn over time. Like this is going to work. Yeah, I'm not. You know what I mean? Like, I I guess you know there's always a little bit of trade off. You know, the 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 more you compress the bass, uh, maybe you lose a little bit of the low end. You know, which that's your fucking job. You know what I mean? (laughs) But I you know I it was an old K bass uh, like post World War II. It had a really nice. I loved that bass for the E string because it had one of those E strings where you could just hit it and it would growl. It was like, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's awesome. So you were in a uh, like rockabilly band, weren't you, for a bit?
2: Yeah. Uh, again, that's just like <laughs> I feel so bad because it's like like he, we've been in a band together and that's been his only band, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I, I mean, I've done like you know, like I said, the the Bad Brains and and that type of stuff, and and then just out of uh, college you know young dumb and full of cum, i was like you know i'm going to go take over the world and i was playing a jazz gig at a mall and this guy called uh, hudson harkins uh saw me and he needed an upright bass player and he had a band called hudson and the hoodoo cats and they did like carl perkins and Wynoni harris and louis jordan and you know some elvis and and just jump blues and 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 boogie and I learned. What was this s-
0: based out of again? This, this St. Louis. St. Louis. Guys. And
2: I learned so much. That's where I learned how to slap the bass. You know, yeah. I, I never really do do before, you know. And, mm. and he taught me so much. And, you know, it's just blues. You know, it's just one, four, five blues. Yeah. You're just playing, you know, one, three, five, seven the entire time, right? Yeah. And here I am coming from, like, you know, I got a jazz studies degree. I'm listening to, like, John Patitucci and stuff like that, thinking I'm the shit. And I feel like I learned more about time playing in a rockabilly band than any other, uh, group that I, that I played.
0: With.
1: No, that's legit, man. I, have yeah. done, I mean. Where I, did you
0: figure out how to, did, did, was it Satch that kind of showed you, or did you just figure it out online? line? No,
1: just, it was just, it just kind of happened like organically almost, you right. know? I mean, I tried to, like, I, I, so I played electric bass pretty much my entire life since I was like 18, 19 years old. I'm the same way, yeah. You know, and then, um, when I joined Kill Billings a couple of years ago, which by the way, uh, two days ago or yesterday, yesterday, I, I think it was yesterday was the uh, two year anniversary of my first gig with you guys Yay. happy, anniversary. happy um, anniversary when yes. I uh, when I started playing with these guys I was playing an acoustic bass just plugged in and then they were all you know they were on me about like you gotta get a stand up gotta get a stand up so I finally got one and you know it, even then I got it and it was probably two or three months before I brought it out because I kept I kept like, oh I don't know, I can't do it. Your fingers must have been. You know, and so I finally brought yeah, finally brought it out and stuff. And then then my big thing was like like you said, everything is like, you know, one you know, one five or you know, one one three five and stuff like that. I you know, I was like, this sucks. Like I gotta do something a little more exciting or whatever. And I kept trying to I kept trying to do the slap stuff and I just couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Do it and then it just clicked one yeah. day, and now I can't stop. Right. Like yeah, yeah, I can't yeah. play something without slapping. Right. Now,
2: yeah, now yeah, you're yeah. trying to figure out how to put like sixty fourth notes. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh, God.
1: oh, it's crazy, but it's it's now now it's fun. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. and yeah. because of you know because of the way it's just the kick and the snare, the slap in there it's almost essential because it just right. adds the rest of the. Yeah, it gives us that train beat that. <laughs> right. you know. yeah. yeah, yeah, it makes a lot of sense for us. So, um, yeah, you've got. A, Record out already three foot three thousand. How when did that come out?
4: It was like April 2020. Okay, wait, yeah, I right? Know. I'll take your word for it. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think
0: so. It was yeah. so you really started pushing this original stuff after you left, um, yeah, which was oh, well, we, we, well, I mean, mean, we, we had a band
2: yeah. that we did all original stuff with oh, down okay. here. Oh. It, it's kind of a sad story because we we met uh, <laughs> we met in Greece, uh, we we <laughs> met and then. Uh, he went back to get uh, his, what, your green card yeah, or we'd, visa renewed we've been playing for like
4: two years together. And point. then he
2: got, he got it denied. The rest of his family got it. Oh, man. And then he got it denied, and he was stuck over there for like 18 months. Yeah. Oh, wow. And so we had to find – we found another I'll guitar come. player.
0: What was, what was that about? They didn't uh, ask.
4: Yeah, no. I, Sorted past. I was working for my <laughs> parents' company, and like fully legit. He flies and, helicopters, by the way. And they wow. thought that it was like a made-up position oh, for me to have a visa. Uh, Even though I'd been, you know, hel- I've I mean, been working he- there for years. So I you mean, know? a helicopter. Yeah, I'm pilot. not just faking it. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> oh, like put me in a helicopter. Yeah, I'll show you. Yeah, I just <laughs> learned how to fly a helicopter to get a visa. Be- that's a right. lot of work. It's a very, very Se- long shot. If yeah. that was me just making it, real up, circuitous right? route. Right. So yeah. So uh, they didn't. I guess didn't believe it. And then, and then the whole thing was like, well, you can appeal it, but it's essentially just resubmitting a visa. Yeah. And then the wait time on that was. A long time, so oh, man. so I was gone for what, like eighteen months. Yeah,
2: and you know we had I hate prior that to things that, weird opinions, Yeah, it, we, it was pretty. We yeah. had a we had a you know we had a full four piece band, and we had written an entire album within like the first five or six months mm-hmm. that we all knew each other, right. and we were really focused on that. We were called Kindle, and then I think we changed the name to Ruling Mercury, and we were starting oh, to get like Ruling a nice Mercury, little following, yeah. and, and and really people that were coming to listen to our stuff. Yeah. And that was where I was really cutting my teeth on writing pop music. I'd never written pop music before. Right. And so I was learning a lot. And then he went away. And we basically, while he was gone, just to kind of, you know, keep things moving, uh, we just became a cover band. And unfortunately, when he came back, at that point, we were we were playing all the coolest places. We were making the best money, playing other people's music, you know, doing Fat Cats, you know, all the the circuit, right? And so... We just kind of kept doing that and yeah. let the let the original music sadly kind of go by the wayside. It's and so, easier to left, do if you yeah. get a bit lazy, mm-hmm. because
0: so. you know there's something beautiful about being able to play these three hour gigs and playing half of them originals, and, and it's an outlet for that. Right. But then, as soon as you get lazy, all of a sudden you just. Just knocking out the Folsom Prison Blues and that's yeah. it, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, so you got to stay, you got to stay, keep your eye on the prize. You know, it's difficult to, to do. That's what we're Especially. trying to do now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we did those a little older, a, a little wiser, but you know, yeah.
4: we did those five tunes on that, and then a couple of random ones between Yeah, so what, we did the, we did three
2: the foot single? three thousand and then we did
4: uh was it bigger on the inside? Bigger on the inside and then end of the line.
2: And then yeah, so bigger on the inside was kind of inspired uh, during COVID. You know, I, I was trying to find a way to again for my own mental health to justify why I was stuck in my house all the time. So I imagined that my house was like the... the You know, I'm, I'm a I'm a Britannophile, so I'm a big Doctor Who fan. Yeah. So I, I imagined my house was like the TARDIS, right? <laughs> and, uh, cool and and so my house was <laughs> like bigger Who. on the inside. And, and and then we did another song that we had never done with... That we had started to kind of write with the band uh, called End of the Line. So we put out a couple singles, and then we took a little break. And, you know, writing across the country... It, you know, it can be taxing. And like you said, oh, it's a great way to communicate as friends. But we've had our fair share of rows as well. Right. So so we took a little break and we're probably due for another one after after uh, Embrace the Chaos comes out. But Embrace the Chaos is the, is the uh, first one coming out. And we already have the single out. It's called Interabang, um, inspired by my stepson uh, playing um, video games in his room by himself, you know. So he says, you know, don't don't fuck with my game cuz I'll mess you up, you know. Right, that's <laughs> what <laughs> that's there,
0: <laughs> there it is. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, um so you just talked about sort of starting to write pop music and uh this sort of shift in your in your focus and wanting to write music this this kind of poppy. Do you have any musical inspirations that you were kind of looking towards that that were Sort of role models, like path models, for where, what you wanted it to sound like.
2: I mean, I hate to say it, but I think we were really informed by Coldplay right. and like maybe Incubus a like little a back bit. In the day. Yeah, like yeah. when we first, when I first started writing pop music, it was a lot of like that. What was you know cool in like 2005, 2006, like yeah. when we met. Um, what about now? Well, it, it's 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 evolved. I sadly, it's very soulful. Yeah. See, the thing is, is that I'm like a Motown. Like Stevie Wonder is like my. Musical guru, right? Yeah. That's just like everything kind of s- starts and stops with Stevie for me. So everything that I do, I I'm always kind of imagining that he's looking over my shoulder. <laughs> oh, just that's you amazing. know, there's there's like like Stevie, like. Right? But would Stevie approve? I mean, he wouldn't see. It. I was Listening just I was going to say
1: that you, <laughs> you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, well, he didn't really see it, though, does he? <laughs> <laughs> but he looking
2: senses it. Shoulder. You know, he feels it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <the> <laughs> he's you know it's like a ninja. Exactly. I mean, I can feel his hair waving against. If the If Stevie ones is watching this podcast, <laughs> then, uh, then big up Stevie. We still love you. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's for me. It's all about. Musicality, uh, being honest, being real, being organic. Um, I I agree with you. I you know, I'm not real big on just like just because it rhymes, let's right. just stick with it, or maybe just because it sounds. And in fact, the 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 last song on it's just five tunes uh, is a song that we had done kind of intermittently. It's called Catch <clears throat> Twenty Two. Yeah. And, you know, I you, know, you can go and, like, you can look up Catch-22, Jason Van Diemen, and there's probably videos of me playing it on YouTube or You whatnot. had that
4: song before we even met. Yeah. And and, it, and I was right. – he played it for me very early on when we first started playing, and I was like, we like we got to do this song. And every time there was an opportunity for us to record it – like, it's not there yet. Yeah, it's not – I
2: don't you – know, I would sit down, and I would play it, and I'd go, no, it's just not. And so finally we came back around and we needed a fifth song, and so I was like, he's always – you know, on me about this song. Let me go back to it, and I, you know, brought it back. I, I gave it kind of a, you know, a real. It's real upbeat. Um, it's got those uh, Black Keys uh, drum samples on there, and I basically reworked the chorus completely. Gave it a brand new, almost brand new lyrics almost a uh, brand new, completely brand new melody. Yeah. And he even commented, he's like, he's like, fuck you, man. It's like, you have this great song, and then you come back and you go, here. no, I'm just going to change it completely. Yeah, uh, after yeah. 15 years. Right. And, it, and it's still, you know, and that's, <clears> that's me. It's like, I don't get married to the song. I don't get married to the music. I'm yeah. always noodling. Another one of our our favorite guys, you know, which might be controversial, is John Mayer. I don't listen to a lot of his music now, but... You know, if you go and you listen to him in concert and stuff, he never plays the, the, his one of his songs the same way twice. Yeah. And that really inspires me. It's because I think sometimes you get stuck in, especially you know, as, as like a lead singer, yeah. you, you've got the run. You know, oh, the run's coming up, and oh, you're gonna yeah, you're going to do your thing. Oh
0: yeah, he knows and, right. There's so many of the same things, <laughs> and it's yeah.
2: just the same thing every single time. And you may love it, and but there is something I think to be said, something kind of really organic and fun about going. We just go for something new in yeah. this place where I'm used to doing the same. Well, old
0: thing? We leave a lot of room for messing around. That, that's what keeps it interesting, you know. Like that. Firstly, the set list for us, even though there's this kind of loose, nebulous set list, it's just what's going to work right now. We don't write anything down. And and secondly, within any song, there's there's certain bits in almost every song that could be, could, you know, that just change yeah. lengths. That, the whole set
1: list thing was probably the craziest thing for me walking into the band because my first gig with you guys I was like you know what's the setlist and you're like we'll just play this now we're gonna play this and I'm like wait a minute there's no set list <laughs> like panic set in you know yeah, like, yeah. I I need to big. mentally prepare I've for never the next played song. I've never yeah. sat down and played a gig without like 40 songs right now you know yeah, <laughs>
2: like, yeah. yeah you got to go with the flow with these guys played uh, I played a, I played a yeah. uh, private party with uh, with you and Micah once yeah and uh, I I mean you guys were great on the phone like giving like giving me lead sheets, and then I think Michael was like, you know, emailing me stuff, and and then I got to the gig, and I'd left all of it at home. Oh, no. oh wow! And so these guys, Ben is just like he's over the shoulder, like I'm behind him. He's oh, just, I remember that. He's just feeding me cords. right? Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and and you know, it's just like. And yeah, then he I, looked at
1: you and he <laughs> said. Be sus diminished, <laughs> whatever, and but you're he like, even no, even no, It's just yeah. a B, <laughs> yeah, but it's still just a B. when
2: I understand. I it gave him not. a knowing wink. Hector, <laughs> <laughs> I tried
0: that. Once. I can I can hear that chord you're playing, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I think it's time for you to play us a couple of songs. Is that all right? Sure. Can we do that. Sounds, Sounds good. good. Cool.
3: I know. I should start slow If I want somewhere to go I need someone to show me I need someone to throw I will. Better, yeah. so I just can't
0: 561 Music is brought to you by Handlebars Bar & Grill. It's a biker bar in Sequester. It's a lot of fun up there. You should go check it out. Burnsy, the chef, does a great job. He's always got some kind of special, and his burgers are fantastic. He has a, a pretty big menu. You can get a whole bunch of different stuff. And there's loads of beers on tap. There's five or six beers on tap there and they're always changing they bring in different things so you can go and check that out and it's a biker bar so uh, if you ride it's perfect if you're just shooting up us1 out of jupiter it appears on your right it's a little yellow building it used to be called judy's it's been there forever it's kind of a legendary place and my father-in-law peter pinello he took it over and he revamped it repainted it cleaned it up made it nice and now it is back up and running so if biker bars are your kind of thing you should go and check it out and even if you don't ride there's plenty of parking so you know come by and just check check the vibe and there's always a bunch of bikes out front so if you're into classic cars or classic bikes it's a pretty interesting place. My father-in-law is a big fan of BSAs and you know sometimes he'll ride one of his BSAs up there and my brother-in-law PJ uh, runs a, a motorcycle repair place, a British motorcycle repair place and a lot of the people who get their bikes fixed there. You'll see them coming through handlebars. It's pretty interesting. There's a bike night on the second Thursday of every month, and um, there's a jam on the fourth Sunday of every month. At the moment, we're having a little bit of trouble with the village of Tequesta being irritating about the noise, so once we get over that hurdle, the music will be back, but until then, just come and enjoy the vibe. It's super chill and um, a really fun bar. Now, the other sponsor that we have is Oasis Root Carver Bar. If you don't know anything about carver, it is a Polynesian root that you grind up and you mix with water and it gives you a little bit of a warm feeling and it's just a kind of a social drink. They used to use it ceremonially or for parties and things like that in Polynesia, still do uh, for thousands of years. Now... For the past 15 years, it's been steadily growing in the USA. If you've never been to a Carver Bar, you should just go check it out. You know, first, just for the novelty value. If you've never done it, it's pretty fun and interesting, different thing to do. And then you might find out that you like it. And if you don't drink, it uh, is nice because it has kind of a bar vibe, but no one is drunk. So, you know, if if that sounds appealing to you, then Oasis Root Carver Bar is the place for you. They do a poker night and... uh, Jim, the owner, is a big supporter of the podcast, and we thank him very much for his sponsorship. It means a lot to us. Um, You can find it in Sea Grape Square on Indian Town Road in Jupiter. It's called Oasis Root Carver Bar, and it is a real nice place. I swing by there from time to time, love the place, and it's full of a great crowd of characters, and you should go check it out. And uh, our third sponsor is LMC. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Hector?
1: Yeah, Live Music Community. It's the uh, the studios that we are in right now as we speak. Um, we do the podcast out of here. It is actually a music school, um, mostly for kids, but they do have a, uh, some adult programs and things. Um, it's uh, it's a pretty cool spot, man. They have the different classrooms um, indiv- for individual uh, lessons. Um, they, they put kids together. Uh, my son came through here from the time he was, like, 10 to the time he was, like, 8 now and and he's you know he's, he's a hell of a drummer and it's and it's you know 100% because of LMC and because of the teachers here. Yeah,
0: if if your son is an example of of someone who comes out of LMC then that's a, a glowing if That's a- what
1: I'm saying. It's just it's just you know he he you know they took this shy kid who who, um, in the beginning, wouldn't you know? Wouldn't say two words to anybody on stage. Now, now, now he wants to switch to guitar and be a front man. So go figure.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but yeah, uh, they'll put kids together with uh, like interests and like levels of, of musicianship, and they'll form bands. And it's more than just you know going to a school and, and learning the instrument or learning the music or learning the theory. I mean, this this uh, this school here, but it. it it puts the whole package together. It teaches yep. them how to handle situations on stage, how to handle um, you know being in a band and being with bandmates and band situations and band problems and you know all that kind of stuff. And they yeah. do live performances at saw a lot of the same local venues that you and I play at, which yep. is which is pretty amazing at and that age.
0: I work here, and I have to say I enjoy coming into work every day. I love my I, job.
1: You, you know, I just saw, I just, uh, I, j- I was just listening to uh, um, uh, Ricky. Uh, um, from the shake listening to yeah. the shake cast and they were talking about lmc and you know he made a comment that you know if there was a place like this when he was growing up you know like what level of musicianship would he be at now and i 100 percent agree if there was a place like this when i was growing up you yeah. know I'd, I'd probably be you know at least three percent better than i am now so yeah, yeah. justin <laughs> had the great idea
0: as well of, of having the kids even make their own t-shirts and stuff yeah and then talking to them about once they get the money from the gigs and the t-shirts how to reinvest that in the band rather than you know spending it on stupid things there's so many factors to you know it's really the whole package when it comes to putting a band together
1: yeah and and then the other thing that justin's got going on is he's got the give and let give event um which is uh sunday um sunday uh july 10th i believe it is yeah um and so Basically, the event is for uh, for kids. It's free for adults. Uh, the price of admission is you have to donate a piece of gear. It could be anything from uh, you know a pedal to a full PA system. We don't care. Just whatever you've got lying around that you're not using anymore. It's collecting dust. Bring it in. Yeah. the uh, The spirit of the event is um, as a musician, if you. Have a piece of gear that you're not using, and you have something that you're looking for that we might have. You can come in and swap it out. Um, but it, the, the the main spirit of the event is that as uh, as a kid, some of these uh, items that get donated. Um, You can just come in, check it out, try it out, um, you know, plug it in, check it out on the spot and and take it home with you. No charge, no strings attached, no nothing. It's the the whole point of the event is to get musical gear, musical instruments, um, you know, sound gear into the hands of kids. Yeah. And and get them, you know, get them to start their journey or continue their journey.
0: Yeah. I've never been part of an event that has like zero ulterior motives as much as this is just about getting stuff into these kids' hands and, and helping them to further their music, you know, and just to continue practicing their music. It's, it's really wonderful. And the smiles on their faces, you know, it's so nice to see. It's real cool.
1: Yeah. And this is uh, this is the brainchild of Justin Hucker, the guy that owns uh, LMC and, and it's, it's an amazing event. Um, this will be the third one now. Uh, Ben and I, you know, we, we, come here and, and help host it and stuff and get and help your kids get the get the gear lined up and set up and work on the gear with them and stuff um but it's it's amazing we've we've so far we've given away um drum sets uh yeah. guitars and like marshall full full like marshall stacks um yeah. we've given away um full pa systems really
0: nice guitars it's yeah, crazy just
1: all sorts of stuff and and not just not just like rock stuff. I mean, like we've given away like flutes and and clarinets, and yeah. you know they just again, it's just anything musical that if you have it lying around and you're not using it, you know, better in the hands of a kid than sitting in your closet collecting dust. You know, you're not Absolutely. you're not going to put it on offer up and get more than about five bucks for it. So you might as well bring it in here and yeah, exactly, <laughs> you know, and, and do something good with it
0: absolutely you know it's about this stuff being used that's what it was made for so you know if you've got anything lying around bring it over and on uh july 10th you can either come you can either bring it beforehand and we'll just add it to the pile or you can bring it on july 10th and come with something and leave with something you know yeah up, up to you yeah yeah definitely so uh andy and jason um we were just talking about live music community and the fact that it's a school and we, we teach bands do you have any advice or any sort of pearls of wisdom that you would give to a young musician who is sort of starting their journey like anything that you think would be a good uh, a, a good thing to know you know
4: my uh my seven-year-old son really wants to play guitar but has like zero patience yet yeah, so because yeah. he's not awesome immediately he's like, ah, puts it down. Yeah, you know? that's a lot. So it's I have a a to keep telling kids. him, like, you you just, it takes time, right? You have yeah. to just play and play and play. Um, so I, I think that would be it for me is that you're not going to see like immediate awesome returns yeah. by the way. It's not a video game. Yeah, no. and you know, I guess that comes with some I maturity. I think that's
1: right? one of the hardest things for kids. Is mm-hmm. is I mean, I mean, for some adults, because I know for me, you know, I do the same thing. If I yeah. try, if I try it, I don't get immediate gratification. Yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I'm done.
0: <laughs> but yeah, you de- you definitely have to put a bit of work in. That's for sure. I think when I was learning guitar, I was at boarding school and. I was a little bit socially awkward, so it kind of gave me a little bit of a crutch, you know, just to hide away and practice on that thing and kind of gave me an identity in a way, you know. I think that's for quite a lot of people, actually. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, yeah, what about you, Jason? Um, you got any pearls of wisdom over there, old chap? <sighs>
2: I, not none from me. I, I got the opportunity once to um, meet Herbie Hancock, which was wow. which was a, a super huge honor. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, we asked him kind of the same question, and uh, it's kind of standard. I think you've probably heard it in, in some form or fashion. But um, you know, he said, you know, work hard, practice, get good at your instrument. You know, make sure you can read music
1: and for those of you listening and not watching (laughs) but he said you
2: know remember it's just music you know don't forget to have fun and be and be creative and think outside of the box and and try to go for stuff even if it doesn't work
0: you know i tell kids that all the time when they're getting super stressed out about the performance i'm like the worst thing that can happen is you play music wrong that is, yeah. That's the worst that could happen. Most of the time, you're only a half step off anyways. Exactly. And then it's yeah, just yeah, jazz. Yeah. That's a Victor yeah. Wooten yeah. one. Yeah, that's what you
2: said.
5: Yeah. I think
4: another thing as well is that, um, even though it's intimidating, is to play with people that are better than you. Yeah. You know? Like, that was intimidating for me, joining the band, because you and Ethan at the time were, like, you know, a lot more advanced in your music development than me. Than me. And, right. Um, but I have hmm.
2: to say, I mean, you have... I mean, this guy... He just always plays the right thing. Right, I mean, there's yeah. one. I remember one time he. I, I wrote a song, and I had just like you said, you know, kind of the 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 bare bones of it, the the cage, if you will. And I sent it to him, and I was like, I just, you know, I need a, a killer guitar part. And when he sent the guitar part back, and I heard it, I I wept. <laughs> I was oh, so, wow. I was so moved because it was just like. I never would have been able to, uh, you know, replicate that using some kind yeah. of MIDI ARP instrument or something like that. But it was just perfect. You know, yeah, I, I I couldn't have even have imagined it. And now when I listen to it, I go, "There's no other part for this for this well, song. It's um, like
4: a fifty-fifty because sometimes he's crying because it's awful. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Literally you crying. Thinking? Yeah. So you know, as long Why? as it
1: works out every now and then, <laughs> we're good, right? That's a, but that's a really good piece of advice though because I I would. I would say that I 100% agree with with that. Is is surround yourself with better musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I've been in bands where you know I was mediocre at best, and I was the best musician, and it just would just drag on for a mm-hmm. long time of just being mediocre. Um, I met Justin uh, when I was in the Nirvana tribute band, and just you know J- Justin's a perfectionist, and he's really good at his craft, and so just being in that band with Justin made me over that short period of, few, of a few years with Justin, I improved way more than I had all the years prior just because he always drove me to be better. Right. Yeah. You know, he would bring things to me and be like, you know, hey, that's pretty good, but try this. Or, hey, you know, those notes are or this or that or whatever. You know, it just made me that much better. And now... You know, take it to the next level. With Killbillies, it's the same thing. James is an incredible musician. Ben's just unreal. He's just not even human, so we won't even go there. <laughs> and um and being around these guys, like I mean if you would have told me two years ago, three years ago I was gonna be playing stand up bass and doing slapping and all this stuff, I would have been like, You're you're mm-hmm. high, like you know, just just you know, you're crazy. But I'm, I'm so much better as a musician now than I even was two years ago just from being in Killbillies. Mm-hmm. And it's because everybody around me is a better musician. You know, yeah. It just drives you to be better. Mm-hmm. I think it's one of the things that actually
2: kind of turned me off is the reason I took a year off and decided I was going to go into physics was in, at the, insti- like in, the, in the institutional level, they tend to like when they do combos, they tend to put players of all the same level yeah. together. And I could, ne- I could never figure that out you know and, and maybe it, yeah maybe it's a hit for the you know the saxophone player who sounds just like Charlie Parker to have to play with somebody who's not at his level or her level but you know just like you said it's like if you're if you're around somebody who inspires you and pushes you yeah it it it, it might inspire you to pick up the instrument just that one more time yeah. and and give you that motivation to to, to keep going. But no no I doubt never, about it. I
0: can never figure that out.
2: Why put all the crappy kids in the same band together? <laughs> <again? laughs> yeah, I feel that.
0: Absolutely. Something which I think sort of is related to this, so I'm going to say it, is um, when it comes to gr- bands, I think there's nothing more important than the fact that you you can stand to be in a room with each other for long periods of time if there's not some kind of camaraderie then then you're screwed um and that for me honestly is the most important thing <clears throat> more more so than even being able to play the instrument like you could always learn to play an instrument mm-hmm. but if you guys if you hate each other yeah that's just the terrible
4: i mean you are forgetting that i moved three thousand miles away <laughs> so. that's i mean i point. didn't say out loud still couldn't escape <laughs> it <laughs>
0: So, we've got a picture of your pedal board. Um, You want us to tell us, uh, would you like to tell us a bit about it?
4: Sure, yeah. I mean, it's super stripped down these days. I literally put, you know, pulled a couple together to throw into the back of my car to drive down here from North Carolina. I used to have a big pedal board. Yeah. A lot of stuff, yeah. He used to have the massive <clears throat> box, like the it looked like, like a spaceship type right. thing, yeah. Right. Um,
2: and Lord help us if one of the cables went. Yeah, oh, yeah. which one is Don't it? I know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah.
4: So, so that you know, but that was when we were doing a lot of cover stuff and trying to cover a lot of sure. ground, right? And then it, I kind of whittled it down a little bit, um, and then this is just literally a couple that I threw in in my car to uh, you know do the do the show here today and for the one that we're playing in a couple of
0: days. Um, yeah, then tell us a bit about that Strymon, here.
4: Yeah, that's like a tremolo and uh, and reverb pedal um, in right. one, which is really good. I use that and, um, and another Strymon pedal just to... I actually record a lot of guitar just direct in now with right. um, uh, the Strymon Iridium, which is like okay. an amp sim. Yeah, cool. Um, but I brought my amp down for this. And then the one on the right there is actually one that I made myself. I kind of have a bit of a hobby of DIY-making pedals. That's he makes the coolest um, pedals. He, he, they're really fun. So I think actually like probably... Nine out of ten of the ones I've got at the moment are ones that I built, and then i i yeah, kind of dude. replace them and sell the off the shelf ones and just replace them with the one I built oh, really? um, cool. so that's one of them.
2: He's got a hot fuzz pedal that has like little blue and
0: and red uh strobing lights on it yeah
4: <laughs> it's a fuzz pedal, so it's got the hot fuzz logo
0: on it, yeah, nice, so, I love it, yeah. that's awesome, dude, yeah, cool, um yeah, and the carbon copy there yeah that's that's a delay a delay yeah, yep. yeah good stuff, okay, so um. The next thing is, what have you guys got coming up?
2: Oh, well, yeah. So we have uh, our EP, uh, Embrace the Chaos, uh, releases this Friday um, in all the places that you can find it. We've already put out the second tune on there uh, in Terabang, which is one of the songs we performed uh, tonight. And uh, we're we're pretty stoked. I mean, uh, you know, it, we kind of hit a brick wall with it. Um, maybe about six months back. And then when Chick was going to be here and uh, you guys gave us the opportunity to come on here uh, and, and talk a little bit about music. And then we got the gig over at Brewhouse on Saturday. It just made sense that we needed to get the EP done so yeah. that we could have something to talk about, some new music, uh, maybe, you know, the, drum up some business and get people to come out and hear us play, you know. That's cool. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things I forgot to do was ask you what those two songs were about. Can you give a little bit of a kind
2: of a so uh, those uh, so uh, he wrote the the music to Interbang and and I just wrote the lyrics and uh y- you know it, it, I I think Interbang itself it, I just liked the word you right. know because it, it's just basically an amalgamation of um uh punctuation yeah. right and the most common one you see is the question mark and the and the exclamation point so, question, exclaim, right? Right. And so I was like, oh, in, in TerraBang. And you don't have to say the word in You just, you know, in fact, for a long time, when we would send it back and forth, we, our shorthand was just question mark, exclamation point.
3: Right, right, right.
2: And so, yeah, a little bit inspired by my stepson. You know, he's an avid gamer and he'll be yeah. in his room and, you know, he'll be, uh, you know, uh, I keep thinking I'm going to hear the the laptop just slammed against the wall in there yeah, you know, yeah. for whatever reason, and so some of that was was inspired uh, by just listening to him from the from the other room, right? And then you get me is just an, a really fun song that we like to play. You know, it's just kind of like your standard, you know, you're the most beautiful girl in the world type of song, right? Right? <laughs> um, but you know, it's in three four or six eight or. I, yeah, 6-8. So it's, it's just kind of a, a, a fun song. And we, we always think that, you know, all these songs we played as a full band. Yeah. And so it's one that translates really nicely just to the, you know, the acoustic guitar and the, and the electric guitar.
0: Great. Anything else you want to you push or plug? socials or anything like that. Well,
2: <laughs> we can get all that on the, ep- my, at the end of the episode. My brain went to a different place than you have I didn't yeah. want to plug. Yeah, we'll put like, all your stuff in the, uh, in the show yeah.
1: notes and everything, so we'll tag all that stuff and everything. Yeah. So well, it'll be all in there. And uh, I'm bummed, man. You guys are playing... Uh, Guys are playing in Brew House. I just moved to Lake Park like three months ago, so Brew House is quite literally two blocks. Like I could walk I to Brew House. Okay. I'm dragging him oh, yeah. all yeah. the way up to a gig. B- but we're going to be, oh, of course. But we're going to be up in Vero for a gig. Yeah, so. musicians
2: yeah, yeah. never get to see other musicians. Oh, it's man. such a rarity. Whenever
1: yeah. I get get a night off, I, I almost don't know what to do by myself. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, no, I'm like, what? and it's
2: hard because you you know it's like you you, you want to go and you want to support your friends, but also you don't want me in a fucking bar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like why do I want to go? Why do I want to go to work to hang out? Right. <laughs> it comes kinda, kinda, yeah. Yeah.
0: It does get a little bit like that. So um on Friday, July the first, we are playing at Conky Joe's in Jensen Beach from Jensen Beach. Um eight to eleven. And then on Saturday, July the second, we are playing at the Kilted Mermaid Love in Vera. That place. Super cool place. If you've never been Super to cool Kilted Mermaid, you should go check it out. It's really weird, but in the best possible way. Um it's the it, the kilted mermaid. The guy wears a kilt i mean it's they they really go in whole hog, yeah, you know, yeah. and it's funny it's not a it's not a big place,
1: but it has a huge patio, and then they they put speakers all out there, and everything's piped in from the board inside, so no matter where you're at, you hear the band, yeah, so yeah, it's pretty cool that's pretty and, cool,
0: and then on the third of July, we're playing a private party, so we're not going to say where that is in case of a horde of people shows up you know yeah, you what know, yeah. a here <laughs> hey, <laughs> because a horde
1: of people always show to our gigs <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of they do. You know, what are you talking about yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. all the time all the time <laughs> anyhow anyhow thanks so
0: much for coming on oh, thanks for having me. second us. Brit put it yeah. there. oh yeah, boy yeah. here we go hey, thanks buddy thanks James. here we go Th-
1: thank you fellow American <laughs> <laughs> high five and uh, for those of you that are uh, listening and watching we thank you um, as always like subscribe Yes, please. Uh, yes, I think there is a subscribe button uh, there somewhere, maybe above Ben's head right now. Um, should be, anyways. And if there's not, I'll put one in. Um, yeah. There, uh, 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 all our social media is uh, at five six one music podcast, podcast and yeah. that is Instagram, Facebook. Uh, I think even Twitter is, is the same thing. Yep. So yeah, um, so yeah, like, subscribe, um, send us money. You can go to our website, five uh, six one music. Podcast. No, I'm sorry, 561music.com. There you go. Yep. And there's a there's a subscribe button where you can subscribe to the podcast there um, so you can get it on all the different uh, um, places that podcasts are offered. Um, and there is a, a donation button there. And on the donation button, uh, you can either make a single donation, a recurring donation if you'd like to support uh, the podcast, be a fan of the podcast, friend of the podcast and support. You can also... Uh, go through there, and there's some information on how to sponsor the podcast. Um, so there's different levels of sponsorship that you can buy, etc. cetera. Um, all of that is very helpful. This is not something that Ben and I are like making a killing at and quitting our day jobs and you know becoming millionaires doing this. We do this because we love the local music scene, and every penny we get, we put right back into the podcast. Yeah, so, that's, that's it. You know, just to, to to fund the podcast, to buy the equipment, to to put on the awesome music festival that we did back in April. You know, stuff like that yeah, so, exactly so it's it's everything you know everything we get we put back into it because we're really trying to support the local music scene so anything that uh anyone can spare and, and help support the podcast it's highly appreciated absolutely yeah brilliant. so on that note thanks guys and we'll see you next time
5: see ya Bye.